You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. to Tabletop Arcanum. We're your hosts, Justin and Ricky. We've got a little treat for you guys again. Today we were talking to Matt Henderson from Loki Battlemats. Before we jump into that, Justin, what you been up to? What you been playing? Let's have a little roll recap here. Oh, well, before we dive into the, the interview, let's see. I've been playing uh, some Pandemic. I've been playing Arkham again. I've been working up that. So what have you been playing? So I've been playing, uh, um, well, I've been playing Harry Potter. Uh, mm-hmm. I received a few games that I've been kicking around since Gen Con. I've uh, definitely been playing a lot more of 5-Minute Marvel. My girlfriend actually thoroughly enjoys it, so. Excellent. Any particular favorite heroes? Uh, not yet. She's kind of all over the place. She okay. kind of chuckles a lot with Squirrel Girl, but. Well, Squirrel Girl's awesome, because yeah. you have to find the squirrels in the art. Yeah, and she doesn't realize that Squirrel Girl is, like, the most OP uh, Marvel character to ever exist. She has officially defeated Wolverine, so that says a lot. Yeah. Without further ado, let's talk to Matt about some battle bats. First off, thank you for joining us tonight, and uh, appreciate your time and energy being here. Why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, yeah, so I'm Matt Henderson, and I'm part of Loki Battle Mats. I'm the company director and the artist and designer. Uh, the other half of the company is my wife, who does all of our marketing and retail. So then what we'll jump into is one of the things we always like to ask our guests. Uh, what games have you been playing lately, Matt? Uh, well, lockdowns changed things a bit, so I've uh, not been playing so much with my in-person group. Uh, so roleplay-wise, we've switched from real life into Roll20, and that's Forbidden Lands at the moment. So um, Year Zero um, system, hex crawl and dungeons and yeah, just whatever comes up on random tables. So I'm running that particular game. I think one of my requirements for a game at the moment is very little prep time because there's a lot of other things that I need to be doing. So that it works well. Lots of random tables. As far as board games and things go, it's family orientated. We've got a nine-year-old daughter, so we tend to do family games. Uh, things like Grim Forest and the like. So okay. seeing a lot of uh, table time at the minute. Very so, excellent. And then what I, I guess since we're in that, that lockdown phase, what is the one game you haven't been getting to the table that is just itching in the back of your head to get to? Uh, I started to get into um, Kill Team um, okay. with uh, one of my good friends because it, it's very rare to get the time to do a proper big sort of um, war game. But that little skirmish scale was starting to see a bit of table time and then it kind of stopped because <laughs> we couldn't <laughs> see anyone. I'm kind of in the same vein when it comes to the war games. Like, I would love to play a good giant mess-off game of 40k, but uh, Kill Team and uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol are more my, like, okay, this is a skirmish, it's going to be uh, an hour or two, and then we're done. Yeah, yeah. So. Something you can fit easily into an evening, I think. Right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Battlemap books. Ricky, you want to take that one? Yeah. Um, so for um, the actual books, what, what, how would you describe um, what Battlemat books are like? What, 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 um, what really goes into them? Uh, so I mean, essentially, they are what, what it says on the tin. It's uh, a book full of Battlemat pages. Um, the books we use are um, wirebound, so they've got a, um, a 360 degree spine, which means you can either have one page laid flat on its own on a table. You can flip that open to double the space you've got. 
and you can change the order of the pages to make sure that you've got an even balance each side so you don't end up with you know, like one page one side 40 pages the other side you can balance it between the books we do they're all fully laminated so you can draw on them with um wet or dry erase markers to sort of customize scenes and things but essentially yep just lots and lots of scenes for tabletop role play or smaller skirmish games that will fit onto that sort of area awesome okay. and uh so then where did kind of the idea of the battle map books come from from a need i suppose really so i, I tended to um before lockdown be more of a traveling gm so i'd uh, not play so many things where i live but go around to um, friends houses and things and i'd be traipsing kit around and we were doing the larger PVC battle mats at the time and had moved from there into more role play sizes. I think 2017, we did a Kickstarter for lots and lots of two foot square, two by three sort of thing. So smaller role play size mats, but even those you still having to carry a tube around everywhere. And when looking into the different sort of materials and formats, one of the things we got from one of the um, factories we we're working with was a sample book, but it was you know, spiral bound um, sample book with all the different paper types and laminate finishes and things. And just flipping through that and, you know, trying the different markers out on it. It's just one of those wouldn't it be handy if moments. So you with the sample book, you went, this is what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, just, just that. And we put a bunch of maps together and, yeah, started um, the first book from there. Awesome. And then um, the uh, options and sizes, was it thought through to be able to conjoin multiple books together um, as well as individually, or um, how did all that come about, getting them together? Yeah, so from the point of the first book, um, it wasn't the largest um, concern. But as soon as we started, as soon as you got the prototypes and things back and you got two of them together, you're like, well, actually, mm. put them together, you double your space and you can travel with them together and all the rest. Part of the, it, I think it's the handy way paper sizes are made. A lot of paper sizes is one page is the next size up is double the size of that page. Mm. Yeah, they're kind of made to be expandable and have the same length, either length or width. We've just taken advantage, I think, of the fact that um, paper sizes. So our large size, its width is the same as the height of the smaller size. And that's just the way paper sizes work. It means it neatly sort of fits in together. And for ours, it also turns out to be handy that that, unifying side is exactly one foot That's so when we so when we moved on to our um very much designed purely to be modular books we went for a custom paper size but that was a one foot square so that it works with the um either the height or the width of our other two book sizes or you know they work perfectly with each other recently and, and one of the things uh we got connected with you but i saw the cyberpunk books being on my local gaming shelf and it was one of those things oh i've seen yeah i saw the local battle books uh the dungeon ones prior to that and then i went oh here's another one and now they're good you're branching into cyberpunk and more of a futuristic setting so both of which are very generic in like to be very flexible in any of the game you're looking at uh what other uh specific options or genres have you been toying with to to keep building upon what something uh, you found is good. Yeah, so I mean, our fantasy books, um, I think the first one of those was 2018. They're, they're a bit newer, you know, like direct on sale retail in the States. Mm -hmm. But we started with um, the two sizes of fantasy, um, two sci-fi sizes um, were the next ones that came out. So we've got um, a big and a giant, so the A4 and the A3 in the sci-fi series. Mm -hmm. uh, from there, we went on to the more modular sizing as the next sort of branch. Uh, which included the the little ones, so the little uh, just six-inch sort of pocket books, uh, which are mainly for sort of add-on rooms, joining sections, or 
small encounters. Right. Yeah, so cyberpunk was something we were missing, so we, we added that in. Um, the other main genre, which would be horror, um, isn't quite so miniature heavy. So you, know, you don't get too many tactical horror games unless they're more sort of zombie apocalypse and the like, as far as I can tell. Call of Cthulhu, it's... It's not a miniature heavy game. Yeah, so I mean, th there might be a market for mm -hmm. a more horror theme, um, but undecided as yet on that one. We've got um, options to move the sort of cyberpunk and modern type stuff into the modular sort of, um, you know, the one foot square type books as a potential. But yeah, no, there, there's other fantasy themed things also coming up. We've got a, uh, a volume two um, fantasy, uh, both in the big and giant size slated, I think for October which is more scenes, more things in the same sort of format as the first two, but okay. different things in them. And some of those now tie into the modular set we've already got out of the dungeon, mm. and they tie into the modular set we had a Kickstarter for this year, which is the urban fantasy environment, so towns and taverns. Any ideas if uh, you're going to branch into maybe ter like more terrain types of like, oh, uh, like maybe like a Dark Sun style setting where it's all deserts and ruins? We're, we're toying with a different format for much more specific sort of um, settings. So okay. something that would be not necessarily the book format, but would be potentially loose leaf maps along with token sets and the like in a set. So, yeah, like a, okay. may, may, maybe a dozen sort of like, you know, um, a3-ish or A4 size maps that can be used for something a bit more specific. Okay, that, yeah, that makes sense. Because when I was looking at them, I'm like, well, how many times are you going to actually have a desert campaign like where a full book would be usable? Yeah, I mean, if you have that campaign, then it's brilliant. Right. But for, for mix and matching, the other one we've got for next year is the sort of last part in the trilogy, as it were, for the modular books, which will be the wilderness ones. Okay. So yeah. in those, we get quite a lot of scope to have, you know, like um, a couple of set piece scenes along with generic terrain as well. And we know you have the uh, the add-on scenery, like the stickers. Those are fantastic. Are you guys working to put out more companion projects to assist with the books? Uh, yeah, so the the static clings, so the, uh, the sticker types, we've got mm -hmm. three extra packs of those which were funded as part of the Kickstarter for Towns and Taverns, uh, which is town trimmings, which is a mixture of building roofs and, you know, just street furniture from above, um, things for inside shops or market stalls and the like, um, blacksmiths and uh, beds, furniture, um, pub scenery type. Mm -hmm. So just uh, that one's five pages of just either building interior things or things for your streets. Uh, we did War and Siege, which is walls, palisades, um, siege engines, um, battlefield debris and casualties, and sort of encampment type stickers. So tents and campfires and things in that one as well. And magic effects. So you know, magic circles, cones. Uh, that, that's got the, some of the big, biggest stickers we've done in it, which are um, scaled for 40 foot. Um, so say fireball, for example. Hmm. So a nice big splat that you can put down with flame effects and things on it. Yeah, in theory, in the future, we may very well look to do a sci-fi pack of similar sort of tokens. Hmm. Yeah, for for targeting that traveling GM that uh, that you used to be. Well, it's not the greatest terrain, but hey, here's a better idea of what you're looking at. Yeah, and they also, they because... I've drawn those as well as the books. They're done in exactly the same scale, exactly the same style. Mm -hmm. 
um, stuff like, you know, I'll colour match um, sections of wall and things. So if you've got some wall stickers in there to seal a section off or put something new in, it'll be the same colour, the same palette, the same texture. So, you know, they a little bit more seamless. That's actually pretty awesome. Well, that's what we have for you today, Matt. I think the, the bloke battle matter is a really cool idea. It's like I came from, uh, normally I host my games, but like I've been traveling a little bit before everything got locked down too. And it was always like, okay, what do I have to bring? And this seems to be that, that like niche market that you found that it's like, hey, that traveling GM really could use something like this. Yeah, it, it also works well just for having, because the, the density of maps you can get into a, a book mm-hmm. means that yeah, you know, like if you if you've got something set up and you know, like even if you've you've built your sort of super terrain for the night, and the PCs don't go there and don't do it, <laughs> you you can you yeah you you can quickly yeah you know, like put something else down and go right okay finish doing that then we'll get back to what I've set up. But it it, it just means you've got lots of quick options as well. Well, it sounds like uh, you guys got really cool stuff already and more stuff down the line. Where can people find Loke Battle? Uh, so Friendly Local Gaming Store is the first place we'd suggest. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they either stock us or can get access um, via whoever they get distributed by. Mm-hmm. If not, we've got our own um, shop. So we've got LokiBattleMats.com. Other online retailers can carry us as well. So yeah, wherever you buy your games, essentially. And then you guys uh, are Battlemats UK on Twitter as well. Yeah, just Battlemats UK um, on Twitter. Beautiful. If if anyone wants to follow, make sure. And you guys do have Drive Through RPG, is that right? Uh, we we do. Yeah, we've got uh, a lot of titles on there, like two or three hundred or something, I think. So lots and lots of uh, yeah maps. <laughs> if I recall right, you have stuff on Roll Twenty too, right? Uh, we've recently started on Roll20, so I've got nice. one title up that went live, I think, last week. Oh, perfect. Uh, so it's just a matter of putting those packs together and putting them up on there and making sure there's a value add for getting it just on Roll20 if that's your platform. Right. So just making sure it sizes perfectly and things. Yeah, that's the the one thing when I had to switch to Roll20 is uh, finding the mats and, and uh, sizing it properly and then hoping it works. Yeah, I, mean, I, no- yeah, I normally make sure that... Um, any of the ones that we do for VTT are sized, you know, like 72 DPI. So they, yeah. they will have the squares. They will be in the right place. Um, just, yeah. And I think my Roll20 account before lockdown was pretty much used just for importing maps, making sure they could work. Um, yeah. Since then, I've put a lot more time actually using it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you uh, a lot, Matt, for your time and, and effort for talking with us today. I appreciate no, it. You're welcome. Keep on doing what you need to do to to keep the hobby going, and uh, we'll keep in touch, all right? Cheers. Thanks, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. Uh, That was Matt Henderson from Loki Battle Mats. Um, Thank you for listening in to our our conversation. Thank you for listening in to our interview. It was a lot of fun, actually, to to see it. And uh, since then, uh, since we talked to Matt, he was on Twitch for a bit, like doing some live drawings and things like that. Uh, So... Definitely check him out, follow him. Uh, if nothing else, it's kind of interesting just seeing his process. And, and, and he kind of talks through his thought process as he's building maps uh, mm-hmm. uh, and maps up, too. So uh, speaking of Twitch, the Tabletop Arcanum has gone visual 2020. I, we said this, that, that we were going to do this, and now we have. Uh, we've started doing some unboxings on our Twitch channel, which is, of course, Tabletop Arcanum. And I've been started a Arkham card game community challenge with the League of Extraordinary Investigators. Uh, playing through Return 
to n the Night of the Zealots. You can go ahead, that is on uh, Twitch, and if you don't catch it live on Twitch, it, it, we are uploading those to YouTube, and you can watch me horribly fumble my way through uh, the gathering, the return to the gathering uh, with Finn Edwards, and I try to go for uh, Gusto at the end, and the Chaos Bag does Chaos Bag things to me throughout the entire session, so it's, it's a fun one to watch, it's a little long, but I do talk through my turns, and kind of talk through some of my thought process on it, so. Most excellent. Uh, as always, we thank you for listening, and you can definitely follow us on... All the socials. All the things now, because now you can follow, subscribe, make sure you get that notifications too on YouTube and Twitch, but also Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Twitter's going to be our primary resource, Facebook the secondary, and Instagram's there. If you want live updates, just please walk out your front door and scream Tabletop Arcanum into the wind. We will send messenger pigeons. Once I finish training. I already let them out. Oh, man. Okay, so... <laughs> Years of progress wasted. I, well, I'm just going to have to go with the bunny messenger system. I've got enough of those running around my yard uh, enough, so <laughs> uh, I'll just tie notes to bunnies. And if uh, you get a bunny with a t note from Tabletop Arcanum, congratulations. One found its way to you. Yeah. Whether it's the note for you or not, I, I cannot verify this. So, as always... Thanks for listening. This has been Justin. And Ricky. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. Thank you.